Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We're in our little summer series, looking at who do you say I am? Looking at the original question posed to the disciples, but also looking at how we can kind of aim our lives, aim our spiritual formation towards this very same question today to help us guide our lives, guide our journeys uh, towards who we say or who we think Christ is. Not just as head knowledge, but how that lives out in our kind of day-to-day lives. And of course, we're anchoring this series in this little story from Matthew 16. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are the people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, Some think he's John the Baptizer. Some say Elijah. Some Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He pressed them. And how about you? Who do you say that I am? We're anchoring um, all of these studies on the I am statements that Jesus makes in John's Gospel. And this week we're looking at this story in John 6. Don't waste your energy striving for perishable food like that. Work for the food that sticks with you, food that nourishes your lasting life, food the Son of Man provides. He and what he does are guaranteed by God the Father to last. To that they said, well, what do we do then to get in on God's works? Jesus said, throw your lot in with the one that God has sent. That kind of commitment gets you in on God's works. They waffled. Why don't you give us a clue about who you are? Just a hint of what's going on. When we see what's up, we'll commit ourselves. Show us what you can do. Moses fed our ancestors with bread in the desert. It says so in the scriptures. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus responded, The real significance of that scripture is not that Moses gave you bread from heaven, but that my father is right now offering you bread from heaven, the real bread. The bread of God came down out of heaven and is giving life to the world. They jumped up at that. Master, give us this bread now and forever. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more ever. I have told you this explicitly, because even though you have seen me in action, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. And once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. This, in a nutshell, is that will that everything handed over to me by the Father be completed, not a single detail missed. And at the wrap-up of time, I have everything and everyone put together, upright and whole. This is what my Father wants, that anyone who sees the Son and trusts who he is and what he does and then aligns with him will enter real life, eternal life. I'll repeat that bit. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Who do you say that I am? And Jesus there responds, I am the bread of life. 
Now to the audience there in that day, hearing that, receiving that word from Jesus, hearing that teaching, getting that revelation from him, they had just witnessed something that that very moment involved bread. Jesus had just performed the feeding of the 5,000 miracle. Miracle. He had literally taken bread, physical bread that you can eat and can feed our physical bodies and multiplied it in a miraculous way as one of these signs that John points us towards that, that show us who Jesus is and point to the fact that Jesus is who he says he is. And with the bread still, that bread still tasting on their tongues, with that bread still filling their stomachs, they ask for more. And that takes me, of course, back to what the original conversation that they're having with Jesus about back in Exodus with Moses and the Israelites as they're wandering around in that uh, Sinai desert and they get to that point where they are hungry and they start to grumble and complain to Moses and say, If we're going to just wander around in the desert and die and starve to death, then we may as well have just stayed in Egypt and been slaves in the first place because at least there we had food every day. At least there we knew there would be bread on our table. And so Moses takes this complaint to God and each morning we're told during that time they wake up to find this manna, this bread from heaven that has been miraculously placed and multiplied in front of them to feed them. That God's presence has provided this this bread to, to feed their daily needs. And they're given those instructions, aren't they, about how each morning they're to go out and collect a certain amount that would be just for them or a certain amount that would be just for the members of their household, the people that would, were, were living in the tent with them and that they should take no more and no less. And that in itself is a miracle because it, we're told in the story that some people ignore this um, directive, don't they? They ignore this command and they take more. Or maybe even some uh, a bit more humble and take less. But to everyone who takes, they have just the amount that they need. Which is just like reminding us of that feeding of the 5,000 story. That everyone there ate their fill. There's also another, another directive, another command that went along with this one. And it was the six days they would go out each day and collect. But then on the seventh, on the Sabbath... They are not to go out and collect because if they went out, they wouldn't find any of this bread. And so the deal is that on the sixth day, they would collect double the amount and save it because then that would be left for the Sabbath. Coincidentally, if they had taken too much and tried to hoard it, tried to keep it, tried to save it, if, say, on a Monday they went out and took Monday's worth of bread and thought, I'll take Tuesdays as well, and then I won't have to go out on Tuesday morning. It will already be there in my tent. Any extra that they took and tried to hoard away and save in pots and jars overnight went gross and mouldy and went horrible and maggoty and nasty and was no good for anyone. This isn't the fact that there are no good additives and preservatives put in the food back then and so things didn't keep and you had to eat them fresh. And this isn't that that God is stingy and doesn't want people to be able to, to save for a rainy day. No, this is because God wanted them to put their trust in him on a daily 
basis, that they had to believe, and this had to be an act of faith, that each morning they would go out and there would be the bread, there would be the provision for their life and just enough for that day. And then they'd go out the next day and there'd be just enough for that day. And all of that being said, that reminds me of the prayer that Jesus gives us as well. When his disciples originally say, teach us to pray, one of the lines in the prayer is what? Give us this day our daily bread. And that's the exact same discipline. That's the exact same teaching that the Israelites were receiving with that manna in the desert, in the wilderness. That it's each day we come. So today we come to God for our provision. Today we come today for today's daily bread. There is no prayer in the Lord's Prayer for tomorrow's bread. And we can't pray double today and so that we don't have to tomorrow. That's just like those Israelites trying to to hoard and save and, and not have to go. But the point is that we keep coming back to this God that provides for us. We keep on coming and asking and coming to God like those beggars with open hands, with nothing to offer God in return, just waiting to receive the gift from this generous God, that this provision, that this sustenance, that this bread from heaven will come to us each day. And it's this daily act and it's something that happens within us that we come over and over and over again We come this day for our daily bread. And then tomorrow we come again for that day's bread. And then the next day we come again for that day's bread. This is all about living a life of trust. This is all about living a life of faith. We're told that the word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. It's not this floodlight all the way down to the end of the road so we can see exactly where we're headed in the future. We we may want it to be that, but it isn't, is it? It's a light and it's enough light to take our next step. And then it's enough light to take the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step. Hope and trust and faith taking one step after another after another. Hope and trust and faith coming for that day's bread. And then the next day's bread. And then the next day's bread. So friends today, may you pray that prayer. May you be reminded of that bread from heaven. And ultimately that Jesus is the bread from heaven that we rely on for today. And then tomorrow we rely on for that day. And then the next day. Grace and peace.